Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there. Before you start listening, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lopercaro, and this is the January Recap. Hey there, it's me, Sophia. Uh, this Monday, it's just you and me talking, or I guess, again, since it's a podcast, mostly me talking to you, um, which feels weird. I wish this was more of an actual conversation, mainly because as I'm recording this, I am staring at a wall in my closet. Um, and a real conversation would be much more fun. But regardless, I'm still glad that I get to talk directly to you. Um and tell you a little bit about the things that I've had going on recently, the things that I've been excited about in the music world. I know that I kind of do this a little bit at the beginning of each episode, but I promise it's going to be different. I'm going to talk a little more broadly, um, or actually not even broadly, probably the opposite, more specifically about different things that I really enjoyed over the month of January. If you've been listening for, at the very least, the last couple of months, you'll know that I was doing uh, end-of-year recaps in December, talking about the albums that I loved in um, 2023, talking about the artists that I have my eye on this year, so 2024, and y'all really seemed to like that, and I really liked getting to do it, so this is officially going to be a monthly thing. At the end of every month, I know technically... This is coming out in early February, but we're talking about January. You get the point. Um, Again, it's going to become a monthly moment where we get to just sit down and connect and share stuff and geek out. I highly recommend, by the way, checking out my Instagram stories uh, before the chorus podcast close to the end of the month because I'm going to be putting up prompts because I want to be hearing from you guys, hearing about the stuff that you've been excited about over the last month. I'm going to be reading out some of the stuff that I I heard from y'all a little later in the episode, so stay tuned for that. And again, next month, make sure that you go and answer those prompts too because I would love to shout you out and tell people about the things that you're excited about. Also, it helps me because even though I do a lot of, you know, researching and keeping my eye on what new music is coming out or educating myself on older music that I, I want to know more about, it totally helps me when I, I hear from you guys. You're, to- you're going to hear things that I missed. You might also, you know, be passionate about something in a way that I wasn't the first time I heard it. And you know, seeing something from a new perspective sometimes makes me go back and revisit uh, an artist or an album or a song. And I I appreciate the opportunity to get to do that. I think actually 
on that note, a perfect example um, of a time that's happened to me is with the song Murderer on the Dance Floor by Sophie Ellis Baxter. Um, Y'all have probably been hearing it over and over and over and over again on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube shorts, whatever. I don't remember the first time I heard this song, but I know that I used to fucking hate it. Um, There's something about it's like a certain type of like sugary, like 90s, 2000s British pop. That just, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. No no tea, no shade to like, the artists from that genre. But yeah, it just didn't work. And then some, uh, like, didn't work for me. Excuse me. Not that it didn't work. It didn't work for me. But then I watched Saltburn, which I know is a divisive movie, but I did actually really enjoy. And the scene that it's used in is so beautifully shot. Um... And yes, it's it's Barry Keoghan dancing naked in a house, but it's also just a really well done scene. And it kind of in recontextualizing this song into, you know, a more artful medium, I I came to really enjoy it. And sometimes and that's happened to me in loads of instances. Sometimes I have to give things a second listen. So what I'm trying to say here is I love hearing from you. I love getting to a through you unearth things that I wouldn't have been able to find myself or even more so rediscover and look at a song or an artist from a new perspective because I get to see it through your eyes so send them in I think where I really want to start is with something that I've I've been talking about a lot over the last couple of episodes so I won't dwell on it for too long but it ended up being the centerpiece of the first two episodes of this year, which is Neurodivergence. The first episode that came out in uh, 2024 was my episode with Vacations, and we talked specifically about obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, which is a, a condition and a form of neurodivergence that I also live with in addition to the singer of of Vacations. And then I spoke to Izzy B. Phillips on the next episode. She is the front person of the band Black Honey in the UK, and she is also neurodivergent. I believe she mentioned having ADHD, though correct me if I am wrong. Um, And with both episodes, I think the common thread was really about learning to live with where you're at and as best as you can embracing whatever it is that looks like and some days that's an easy thing to do some days that's a hard thing to do you know both records have these really anthemic songs on them and then they have songs that are really heavy or they also have songs that sound really anthemic but then you listen to the lyrics and they're heavy and all that to say getting to do interviews like that is so at the core of why I started doing this podcast in the first place, and that is to make people feel seen, whether that be the artist feeling seen because I am putting in time and research into listening to their music and engaging in a thoughtful conversation about it, or having audience members feel seen because they relate to something that's being talked about that maybe hasn't been talked about enough in in mainstream media. And then also somewhat selfishly for myself, you know, I being someone who's neurodivergent, being someone who is very much 
an outcast as as a kid. You know, I was I was the loner at various points in my my school years. That was made to feel like I was you know too much or not enough or whatever. And so getting to have conversations where I'm making people feel heard and seen is super healing for me, um, both in terms of my own stuff directly and in terms of just the larger process of like all of us getting to heal together because we're just talking about things. Um, and so, I mean, hey, like I've got to have these kind of really healing conversations with people about various subjects across pretty much every episode um, and just often about subjects that maybe I don't necessarily directly relate to. Some I do, but I guess these two recent episodes were just particularly close to home because they touched so deeply on neurodivergence um, and that meant a lot. And as, as I've started to, you know, sort of talk about, and I'll, I'll kind of leave this as my last point on the topic, but Overall, I am trying to incorporate what it means to be a neurodivergent music fan or music maker or music journalist or whatever um, into what I do on this podcast, into my social media, and just kind of engaging with others that have similar experiences to me because it feels really good and it's really validating and it's also given me a lot of confidence in the way that I approach my work, knowing that I can approach it whatever way that I need to. And so I'm also hoping I can pass that on to others as well. Um, but I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't, as much as I am continuing those conversations, I also don't want to repeat myself. Um, so I think there's that's enough to say about that. I think from here, I want to move on to some of my favorite songs that I have songs and albums I should say that I have heard this month I'm gonna actually pull up my my Spotify playlist I do a thing every year where I I from the beginning of the year to the end of the year compile a playlist of my favorite songs that I've heard over the year and it's a great thing to reference back to if maybe you know there's something I heard in January and now it's May and I've already forgotten what I was listening to in January it lets me go and revisit but it is January so I can tell you about some of the stuff that I have been listening to recently first of all I think this is the first new song of the year that I got really excited about um, and that is Lego Ring uh, from Faye Webster and Lil Yachty Faye's just fucking cool, and this song has just oozes laid-back cool. I think they're playing video games in the music video. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just the opposite of anxiety. Up next, we've got some stuff from some of my dear friends. I've got the latest single from Walt Disco called Pearl, the latest single from Garbage Barbie called Shake the Pavement, the latest single from Night Talks, Double Vision, basically a bunch of people that I love very dearly releasing fucking incredible music as they always do. Um, also another friend, someone that you should also keep an eye on. I think She's probably going to end up being on my like artists to watch for like 2025, even though I already think that 2024 is going to be a great year for her, too. And that's my friend Taylor Saxon. She just put out a new song called When I Get to Where I'm Going. And you need to listen to her right now. I mean, you need to listen to everybody that I've mentioned so far for sure. But yeah, just just go and support these incredible people. As far as bigger artists, um, I've been really enjoying the latest single from Bleacher's Tiny Moves. I know that his new album, Self-Titled, is coming out. I, I've always loved Bleacher's. It's very, like, kind of Bruce Springsteen-y meets 80s rock. 
nostalgia-tinged deliciousness. And then also previous guests, Future Islands, have come out with a new record called People Who Aren't There Anymore. It's a much softer and kind of more somber sound, at least relative to some of their their previous records. It's still very synthy. It's still got like some great hooks to it, but in relative terms, it's a little bit softer. But I like this place for them. I think it's allowing the band to be really heartfelt in in such a beautiful way and maybe, I'm guessing, reflect on, as the title suggests, people who aren't there anymore. Last but not least, I have been listening to The Smile's new record, Wall of Eyes. I really came into Radiohead through um, a jam night, New School Jams, um, recently. I've tried on and off for years to get into Radiohead, and I think I just wasn't in the right headspace for it, which, if you know my music taste, is shocking, but here we are. And so with that, it was like, you know what, I think it's about time that I start to explore The Smile stuff, and... I'm loving this new record so far. My personal favorite song of today is Read the Room. It's got this like very spiky, angular, gnarly guitar riff on it that kind of weirdly reminds me of um, a guitar riff on my friend Madison Cunningham's song, Your Hate Could Power a Train. I've got a soft spot for really like gnarly, wonky shit. So thus, thus this, I guess I would say. But now that I have ranted on about the stuff that I'm excited about, I want to tell you about some of the things that people sent in. So I am going to pull up the stuff that I got over on Instagram from people when I asked everyone what their favorite thing that they'd been listening to in January was. So without further ado, mentioning Future Islands again, um, in the outdoorsrecords.co told me to check out um, Future Island's performance of the song The Tower on, I think it was Late Night with Stephen Colbert. And I could not agree more. I went and watched it and I talked about that like sincerity and heartfelt quality that comes through the music. You can feel it tenfold when you watch them perform this song. I mean, they always perform insanely well. Sam Herring is one of the wildest frontmen that I've ever seen in my life, but... I don't know. He he restrains himself just enough that you can kind of like just sit with the emotion of the song on this performance. So definitely check that out. And thank you in the outdoorsrecord.co for telling me about that. Up next, I got a brilliant emerging artist suggestion from Christian Sayers. This artist is called Gerald Wicks, and the song is called Stranger. I told him, I was telling Christian when we were talking about it, that the harmonies on it remind me of a song like Self-Control from Frank Ocean, but then there's these strings that sound like they should be on Michigant by Bonnie Vare. It's this sort of like synth-tinged folk that's also super ambient and warm and will fuck you up emotionally, which is kind of what we want from this type of music. So thank you, Christian, for that. Next, um, Steph Shaw, my friend Steph mentioned that she's been listening to the latest Jungle album a lot. I have not listened to it yet, and I should, because Jungle are one of the best live acts that I have ever seen. They are one of the funnest shows you'll ever go to. And also, I've got a little bit of a, I wouldn't say personal connection to the song back on 74, but 
back when I was living in London and I used to volunteer at So Far Sounds, um, an artist called Lydia Keto used to play at our shows a lot. And she was this lovely, lovely person with a really cool kind of like wonky jazz sound. And Lydia is the voice on Back on 74. And she's also now an official member of the band Jungle. So it's just funny, like, She's not someone that I knew well, but she was always someone that I thought was incredibly kind and warm. And, you know, I was seeing playing these living room shows and now she's a permanent member of the band Jungle and is singing on this song that has just spread like wildfire across the world. It's it's such a cool thing to kind of get to watch people, even if it's from a distance, watch them succeed. It's it's awesome. Up next, we got a suggestion from my friend Matt at Pick a Disc. Uh, the latest record from Sprints. He said it's full-on angry grunge pop that's helping to shake off the January blues. Um, I went to check that out. I absolutely agree. It's got a little bit of like wet leg to it, but with a little more of an anthemic indie tinge to it too, which is super fun. Um, and then finally, my friend Grant was telling me about Croy and the Boys, What Good is the Medicine? It is a an alt-country record that I went to go check out a little bit of as well. Um, as someone who is now a line dancer, I, I'm more than happy to be exposed to more country and alt-country music. I've definitely been starting to listen to a lot of it in my car um, in my free time, very happily. So, so yeah, thank you guys all for the suggestions. I'm so happy to, to have them. Uh, thank you guys all for the suggestions. It's so great to get to discover music as a community rather than just staring at a screen on my own. I don't know, just the, the element of like the personal touch of someone being excited to send something to you and then just the rapport and like building off of each other's excitement about something is kind of my favorite part of music discovery. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very extroverted social creature, so this kind of stuff makes me really, really happy. The last thing that I want to talk about, you know, I did, as one of the final episodes of the year last year, I did a, a compilation of my favorite music memories. And I think that I want to keep that as part of these monthly recaps where I tell you about one of my favorite things that has happened over the last month related to music, just because I'm a sentimental person. So let's let's end on a sentimental note. I mean, there's been several, but I think, you know, what? actually, I'm not going to stick as much to a specific music memory, but more about a realization that I had this month. So I spent the holidays um, with family, which was absolutely wonderful. But then I was also staying in a really quiet area for several weeks. And I was kind of after a certain point away from my community for a long time, I wasn't in a space where I could really engage with a lot of creative things outside of, you know, my own work. And getting to get back into going to concerts, going back to line dancing uh, during my trip to Nashville, being taken to, you know, this random dive bar by a lovely couple that I met at dinner made me feel so alive. And it was one of those moments that just reaffirmed for me why I do what I do and how much being involved in this world of, of music means to me. I don't know. It's just it's like feeling like your battery's just being recharged. Your cup is being refilled. And 
I'm just in a really good place because of all of it. And I'm excited for what the months to come are going to hold. So yeah, I think that's really it that I wanted to share with you this month. But I can't wait to check in with you again in at the end of February. And I hope that I'll be hearing from you guys. Like I said before, um, say hello to me over on Instagram at Before the Chorus Podcast. You can also follow my uh, personal page at Sounds Like Sophia. And yeah, if there's anything that you've heard on this episode or on another episode that's really resonated with you, if you have a music rec for me, definitely drop me a DM. And of course, as we get closer to the next uh, recap episode, I will make sure to put some prompts up because I'm going to want to hear about what you guys are listening to as well. All right. I will speak to you very, very soon. Bye. This podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by myself, Sophia Lopercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.